Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the Fantasy Fire and Ice podcast. MLB DFS style got me, got my guy Justin in here, and we've got well, hopefully we don't have any fans running into this podcast trying. We actually do have a fan that's running into the podcast this morning. We're going to bring him on in just a second. But, man, what's going on with the MLB? And do they need nets all around the entire ballpark? Like, is that how we stop this issue? Because Ronald Acuna had a little bit of fun last night, Fancy. Yeah, I don't know about a little bit of fun. He was probably scared to death, Terrell. It's great to be with you again. And right now, I'm debating. So if you ask me questions and I'm not answering, I'm debating right now as I'm getting ready to go to Camden Yards tonight to see the first place Orioles play, whether or not I'm going to be a stupid idiot and jump the barricade and start running all over the field. What are people thinking when you it got comes the right to color that? shirt? You got the right color shirt to do it. That's right. There we go. It's kind of like Terrell with it being the fire and ice here show. You're more, you're the smooth guy. You're more of the ice. I feel like I'm the fire here, the fiery energy. So that's why I wore the orange shirt. No, it was just the first thing I saw in the closet. Oh man. I I just, you know, I've, I haven't considered it. I'm going to admit, I haven't considered it, but no, I lied. I have actually rushed the field once and I got caught, but it wasn't in the middle of a game. I was at the HBCU National Championship, the Celebration Bowl in Atlanta, North Carolina A&T. Shout out to my alma mater. Got them on today. They won the game, and I was on the field on the sidelines. There were a bunch of people that rushed the field. I'm talking about a bunch of people. Like, at least 20 people rushed the field from the same spot I was at. So I'm like, <laughs> and I just see the first person like, all right, that person's crazy. He don't get caught. It's a cop right there. He's going to get caught. Cop lets him go. Oh, all right. Two more people go. They're going to get caught. No, cops lets him go. Oh, all right. Like 10 people go. Oh, so we're doing this? All right, bet. I want to go rush the field. As soon as I hop over and get over, he immediately grabs my arm and says, nope, you're, nope, not at all. You know, it, huh. I'm still, I'm still ticked off about that to this day. It was like 20 people that ran in front of me, and I'm the one that gets copped. And has to go back <sighs> to that cop that stopped me at the celebration bowl. I hope you're having a terrible day. <laughs> I do. I hope you're having a terrible day. I just wanted to celebrate with my classmates. But so that's my rushing the field story. Very. I, I I can't believe I haven't told that story to anybody before. But yes, that's my rushing the field story. So I didn't wait mid game. I didn't want to ruin the game. But after the game, still didn't work. Yeah, I feel like it was almost when it came to storming the court or rushing the field until about 1986. It was just allowed in sports and everything. You know, Hank Heron breaking the home run record. People run around the bases with them, Terrell. And so, by the way, I'm with you. My alma mater, American University, had never been to the NCAA tournament before. And when I was in college there and I actually did some broadcasting for the team, during the regular season college basketball, when they won the Patriot League to clinch their first ever berth to the NCAA tournament, I did storm the court there, but I I did not get stopped. No, it seemed like nobody was getting stopped because hey, I, 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 clearly, clearly everybody's allowed to storm the court, store the field, except me. Like literally everybody's allowed to storm court. Like they just have a picture and be like, hey, remember this guy? This this guy is not allowed to be out there. You make sure he goes back to his seat. Oh my gosh. All right. We have to talk to you about, well, you know, we use the Fancy Score Optimizer, and I was giving out a bunch of plays from the Optimizer yesterday. Well, 
we are going to bring on Fantasy Sports Logic and Sportstopia president Daryl, who actually won money on the optimizer last night. Oh, Daryl, I was just telling them that I was able to cash the optimizer a couple of days ago. Now you have been able to cash on the optimizer. Just talk to us about it a little bit more. And how did you, you know, make a profit last night? Well, I watched your guys' show and I and I played as many sheets as possible. Hey, hey, I mean, well, you're welcome. You're welcome. I will let you and I can send you that when I invoice for this package of stuff, I'm going to add an invoice just for you winning that contest, sir. So you're very much welcome. This is what you happens when you listen to Fantasy Fire and Ice. Absolutely. Uh, I, thought tell us I thought I'd break the ice with that a little bit. But no, you guys, <laughs> you guys talk. I mean, Atlanta was you know, obviously the team of choice. And with Acuna 7,000 and Olsen 6,900, I mean, most of those guys up and down the lineup are, you know, they're expensive. So to play a stack of at least four, uh, you have to be creative. So I liked Wu. Uh, he was, he was mid-range. And Harrison, I'm a Giants fan. I was named after one. My uncle pitched in their minor leagues back before either of you were born in the 50s when they were the New York Giants and then moved to San Francisco. And my parents growing up in the Midwest named me after a Giant. So I followed Harrison. Uh, he had a nice first outing, but it was his home debut yesterday in front of the team he grew up rooting for. And I liked, you know, his price was allowed you to get some graves in. So I did what I do sometimes. I, I locked in Harrison and Wu and I went, I didn't use the auto stack attack because I knew if I did that, it was not going to give me the brave. So I forced four brave stacks and put the diversity. I went into pro settings, turned the diversity on to 60%. So I had some diversity and I ran 101 in the three max and you know, fortunately, it doesn't happen all the time, but it shows it's possible. All of them cashed. I turned three hundred and three dollars into eight hundred eighty something, almost nine hundred. Okay. And it was all just figuring out. You know, if you want to play the Braves again tonight, you're not going to play them. Play them the aces, right? You're going to have to. And I know Justin. I heard you talking about lefties. You know, there's some value in pitching, and sometimes you got to make a stand, right? So I made a stand and. Fortunately, Harrison had a 11 Ks and he pitched lights out. <laughs> we won six innings, a couple mm -hmm. hits, five strikeouts, and it just worked out. So the optimizer allowed me to do what, you know, if I had a hand built, would have taken a long time. So um, I used it for that. I know when we were just talking before we came on, you, you were looking at the auto stack mode. And, you know, today again, Atlanta, everybody's going to be looking. Acuna had 51 points, right? So uh -huh. people are going, he's $7,000, but that's 7X. If you get 7X out of a guy with $7,000, you're probably going to try to go there. So, Daryl, I notice, obviously, we notice when you're looking at the optimizer, we want to ask you where exactly everybody out there can find it so they could be big winners like you and put 900 in their pocket. But also, when you're creating your lineups, do you often keep contrarian mode on? I know we're talking cash versus GPP building, but in general, are you keeping contrarian mode on or do you normally turn it off when you go to the optimizer, which by the way is very user-friendly? 
Yeah, thank you. hundred uh, percent on. I never shut it off. When I came up with the concept, more for NFL, the Millie Makers, if you watch the multi-lineups almost every time, there's somebody in there that's very contrarian. Tariq Cohen? No. no. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so I, I'd never turn that off. The, the auto stack attack, which we just completed after nine months to allow you to, you know, to get diverse and get a lot of coverage. Um, unless you, I mean, the pro stack settings are, you can fade every team, but four, you can, you know, there's a lot of things to do in there. So contrarian mode seeks, seeks those uh, value plays. Like last night, I think it had Kerr, Kermeyer or Kermeyer, maybe it was mm-hmm. a couple thousand dollars. He had 14 points. He was a key in, in one of the lineups. Um, you know, you can set and play the Acunas, the Olsons, the Harris, the, the Rileys, the Murphys, you know, like everybody's going to do. You're not going to today. Seven of them are popping on the optimizer, right? Seven Braves. So you're, you're going to be lucky to get four in. So what contrarian mode does is you have eight other or four other positions, right? Um, it's, you can go five, three, four, four. So it allows it to seek out in contrarian, you know, somebody that hopefully the rest of the field's overlooking. Maybe it's, maybe it's sheets again today for uh, Terrell. Hey, man, look, I'm trying to tell you, my guy Gavin Sheets is going to come up big. I know it. One of these games, one of these games in this series, he's coming up big. I believe you. I I have faith. So, you know, those are the kind of plays, right? People, I mean, I know you, you put it out there because you believe in him, but it's it's not. I mean, Acuna is Acuna, and he's having – MVP like year, I think it's probably going to come down to him and Olsen on the same team, you know, the way they're going, but my opinion, but you, you have to, you got to get different and contrarian mode. Justin allows you to find a different lower own value plays. Very much. So, all right, Daryl, I appreciate you for stopping in and sharing your winnings with us and the knowledge. Anything else you want to plug for the people before you get up out of here? Uh, no, just, you know, I appreciate you guys. I, I listened to you twice yesterday, so that's good. I, it's Pacific Coast here, so it's 6.30 in the morning. So I was listening the first time and didn't have mm-hmm. my coffee. And then when I listened afterwards, I picked up a lot more nuggets. So, so what, what you Aaron, give us your opinion then. Are we better on the caffeine or off the caffeine? You could be honest. <laughs> you were better on. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I think I was able to focus. So it was good. I was messaging uh that afterwards and i really enjoyed it so thank you guys for what you do and thank you for having me out here thank you for sure for sure thank you daryl and for everybody make sure you hit that qr code and get access to that optimizer again not just mlb i will be back tomorrow possibly somewhere around there <laughs> we're talking the schedule right now and yeah i i think it's tomorrow i don't know if we're starting this now or later but nfl nfl content coming very soon as daryl is working and he's getting you know we got cuts that's going on through today so as soon as all that's done as soon as we finalize all three rosters he will be getting it going and we'll be able to do 
NFL week one lineup. So that's coming up. NBA on the horizon in a few months. I'm I'm locked in. I got it. I'm locked in. I'm ready to go. And I'm I'm taking down whatever contest. It doesn't matter. Three max, five max, 10 max, 20 max. Don't matter what max. I am taking it down with the optimizer. So, but we're here to talk about baseball. And we 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 had some good moments yesterday. There were some really good moments. There were some not so good moments. But it's a brand new day. Like you said, like Daryl pointed out as well, a bunch of lefties on the mound today. If I'm looking and just off the top, it looks like it's like six, seven lefties and a lot of aces out there. So going to be very, very interesting to hear. Who are you looking at for pitching in this DFS day? Well, it's funny, obviously, the optimizer has heavy ownership, and this is where we got to start here. We got to go and attack the A's again, Terrell, and with Mm -hmm. that, we're going to do so with George Kirby. I mean, with what Oakland hasn't done over the last number of weeks here, they actually, with that game being seven and a half, that should tell you one thing right there, considering how hot the Mariners' bats have been, one of the hottest teams in the MLB. We're talking about Julio Rodriguez yesterday with that matter. He's staying scorching, but they're facing Waldachuk there. And when it comes to hitting lefties here, Seattle eighth in the MLB versus lefties hitting over 260. And when it comes to what the A's are doing, A's are hitting under 225 over the last few weeks and under 200 over the last week as well. So I feel like even though we're going to be spending a bit here, Terrell, George Kirby, the optimizer, has it right here. We don't have to spend 10K, but on DraftKings, 9,700, hard to turn away from George Kirby today. Yeah, I I can't go against you at all. Like I, I told you, we're fating this A's team, a team that hadn't spent any money, that isn't going anywhere, it's been bad all year, hasn't been able to hit all year. And we did the same thing with Wu. We, we're going back there with Kirby, and Kirby uh, – you know, he's high priced, but it, it just seems like you're going to get the reward. You talked about Andrew, and he said he won that lineup yesterday with Brian Wu of the Seattle Mariners. So, I mean, it's not hard to think that this series is just going to go in the Mariners' way, and Kirby's going to be able to get as much success, if not more success, than what Wu had yesterday. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, again, that's that's where you really have to start. And then you're looking at some of these other pitchers that we could take advantage of here. I want to I wanna try to do something because, again, looking at the low totals and the lowest total we have so far here, seeing Brewers-Cubs at seven, and with Milwaukee, they're able to hit lefties. They're going to be facing Justin Steele later on, and they're hitting 275, which is top 10 in the MLB against and over the last week. And so they've been a little bit hot here also, 244 against lefties. I want to try to get maybe a cheap option or maybe William Contreras in the lineup once again. We were talking about catchers yesterday. Mm -hmm. Might have to go to that well here for Brewers-Cubs. So I'm trying to see if maybe we could figure something out on the pitching end with the Brewers going up against Steele tonight. Yeah, and that's – oh, man. Milwaukee's hitting a lot better recently, but Steele – at home has just been really good over the course of the season kind of tone back down a little bit but really good of course over the course of the season so i think that can be an interesting play on both sides like whether you want to fade him or whether you trust him and want to back him especially as you know the ace for the cubs here i think another person that i'm looking to back in this spot and it's i mean 
I'll let my fandom go. Former Met, and that's why he's having such a good season. Uh, Seb Lugo going out there, you know, coming out of the Mets bullpen and being a competent starting pitcher for the Padres all year. I think that Lugo has the opportunity to have a really solid game here in this one. If I'm over here looking and pulling up uh, their stats here and you look at what the Cardinals are doing, they're hitting 216 in the last two weeks, 27th in MLB. Last week they hit in 170 as 30th. Like this Cardinals team is really bad. They can't make contact anywhere. I have the optimizer, as you, you guys saw, agreeing with me that Seth Lugo is a good play, and he's been solid. And this Padres team, they don't think they're down and out yet. Like they're still out there playing hard. They're still out there competing. And I think that this is a, a – a total that's coming down that I see coming down over the course of the day. And so because of that, I want to back the guy on the mound. So I think Seth Lugo is a great cheaper option for a starting pitcher. Right. And it's been interesting to see what the Padres bats haven't been doing because you just mentioned the Cardinals hitting stats and they've been very, very poor, but the Padres are not much better than them. However, Against lefties, they're hitting 260. So that's something to take away from it. So if anything, we can look at Lugo tonight there on the cheap, but also look at some of these Padres bats tonight because you have guys like Machado's Kim and Kim hitting over 300. Tatis at 277 uh -huh. against lefties tonight when they're facing Zach Thompson. So that's a little bit of a way where we can take advantage of San Diego tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on to the next position. I know you mentioned William Contreras' catcher. Is that what you want to go with tonight? Yeah, I mean, again, we talked about this yesterday with him. I mean, he's just been having a very good month. And going up against Steele tonight, I mean, the guy is hitting, what, 333 against lefties tonight. Once again, another two-hit game. The last time this guy didn't hit the ball was about 12 days ago. So we're almost looking at two weeks of this guy hitting the ball. And also he's produced RBIs now in his, each of his last five games too. Uh -huh. So that's also an area where I want to take advantage of. And I know that people always want to try to get the value catcher, but I'm willing to pay 4,600 for Contreras tonight. Yeah, I like Contreras as well. We sit here and we look at a couple of the lineups that the optimizer throws out, and you see uh, two catchers from both teams, and Reese McGuire and Connor Wong. They're expecting to see some some points lighting up in that Boston game and that Boston and Houston game with both uh, who is it Brian Brian Bello and JP France on the mound for them. And I mean. It's not bad. Look at what they're what both teams are hitting recently. Astros in the past week are hitting 322. That's actually insane. This the is the Red number Sox one and number two. two. This yeah. is the number one and number two uh hitting offense in MLB right now in the past week. Astros hitting 322, Red Sox hitting 315. I mean, it just seems and you see it like if you look at the optimizer, you see it. A couple of the lineups. I know we talked about uh the auto stacking mode and sometimes you want to turn that off there's two lineups right here that are filled with this game are you backing this game for points as much as the optimizer is i mean with the recent hitting yes i will say this though and i was looking this up a little bit earlier this is actually and though and i want this is a good time to talk about this terrell this is actually a rematch from something we saw in the last week where, look, if you look at the score and what it was uh -huh. at the end of it, a little bit deceiving because Bayo just, yeah, they won 17 to 1 in that game, but Bayo just allowing the one earned run there, but he didn't get many strikeouts. 
That's uh-huh. the big thing with Bayo as well. So I was trying to figure out whether or not maybe to look at some of these pitchers, but these bats on both of these teams have been hot. It's a total of 10 for a reason. I don't see that going down because of how well these two teams have been hitting over the last few weeks. So when it comes to bats tonight, probably going to be staying away from the pitching side and going after those bats on both teams, a nice little game stack that we could create. Yeah. And I mean, I see him up here twice. This was a guy that I had written down. He, uh, I believe was it last night, night before had a home run, Justin Turner at $4,800. I think that's a great move to have. And just somebody that we know is a big play guy. Like if we're sitting here and we're shooting for the moons and we're saying, Hey, we need somebody that can go out there and get a home run. It can absolutely be Justin Turner. And so I'm a hundred percent in back in Justin Turner at the first baseman spot today. Yeah, he's hitting four of his last five RBIs and three of his last five as well. 4,900 under 5K. It allows us to spend big elsewhere, which will be big. And with Justin Turner tonight in that Houston-Boston game, we're going to want to sink our teeth into that one with the 10 totals. So, the narrative's there. Justin Turner versus the Astros? Come on. He should <laughs> he should light them up every single time. The narrative is there. It's going to happen. So, yeah, I'm, I'm back in Justin Turner today. Any other first baseman that you have your eyes on? I mean, looking at that first base position, I mean, we I feel like we got to go back to Atlanta once again, man. I feel like we have to when it comes mm-hmm. to Matt Olson. I mean, again, Coors Field game, 6,900, so you're going to be spending big for him. This guy's just been a hitting machine over his last five games, RBIs, and two of his last four. He's not really hitting the home runs lately, but still – this again, Coors Field tonight, man. I just feel like we got to go after Atlanta and maybe not go as heavy on them, but I'm fine with going right back to Olsen. All right, yeah, I I, I can't go against it. I mean, he's he had the performance. They, I got a little cute yesterday. The Atlanta game was the fireworks, and they were able to put up points. And so uh, I got a little cute and too contrarian with that one. I'm not doing it again. I do like the Atlanta Braves, especially Olsen. Today. What about what about Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? So I feel like it's it, this is a go big or go home. You're expecting a million fantasy points or you're expecting zero fantasy points, but you look at him going up against Mackenzie Webb and he hits against lefties pretty well. I mean, there's a lot of people. Yeah. Three or four against lefties. There's a lot of people on that uh, Toronto roster that hits really good against lefties, but Mackenzie Gore isn't no slouch. He has come back down to earth. He's had a really, really great start of the season and he has come back down to earth a little bit more. I I just can't back the Blue Jays in any way, shape or form right now. Like I I just can't back. I I don't trust them. I don't trust them. And maybe it's good because now they're playing a team not in the ALE. So you so they'll have better luck. But it, it just feels like the Yankees and the Blue Jays. Uh, the Padres and the Mets, like some of these staple teams that have been really good, well, except the Mets, but have been really good in MLB over the course of the past few years, just kind of are average and okay today. And some of these players have come back down to earth. I don't know if it's off. So I think Guerrero is a good play today. I think that my bias of not picking Guerrero comes from what I've seen over the course of the season and being burned by him too many times. What about going down to a cheaper option here? We'll have to see. I mean, he wasn't in the lineup yesterday, but going back to the Brewers for a second, what do you think about Carlos Santana? I mean, someone here in this game, I mean, you're looking at a guy who, I mean, he does decently against lefties Uh there, and he's been hitting the ball too. I know that, I mean, he wasn't in that lineup, but the last time he didn't get a hit again was about 12 days ago for him. So maybe if we find out late that he's in the lineup tonight, 
someone to go up against Steele against. I want to get at least a cheap Milwaukee bat. He's sitting yeah. there at 3,800. And he's also cashed on RBIs over his last two games that he's been in as well. And that's what Daryl was talking about, getting different, getting contrarian. Like, if you're putting out the same lineup as people, as everybody, you may win, but y'all are going to be splitting a first-place prize 100 ways, and you're going to come out with about $5. So you got to get contrarian and get these players that are going to produce fantasy points and be able to make you a sole winner of whatever place that you're in. So absolutely, I like it there. He doesn't have a lot of at-bats versus lefties, but at the same time, he's a switch hitter, can hit from both sides. So yep. we, I mean, unless we're – we have to see if there's an injury of some kind or anything, but he has been hot. So outside of an injury, it may have been routine, routine maintenance day. Mm-hmm. But if he's back in that lineup, there's a little cheapy for us. All right. Let's uh, since we were talking about the Blue Jays, I'll go to a, a second baseman or, or outfielder. Depends on where he typically plays. But Whit Merrifield is about forty five hundred dollars, and we were talking about lefties and Mackenzie Gore and. I mean, it's not 304, but it's 295. That's a big price difference between 304 and 295. Like Mer- Merrifield has been really, really good. If you just look at what he does overall, he's hitting uh 289. So he's actually hitting better against lefties than he is, you know, as an overall hitter. And I think that he has a pretty good matchup in this one, uh, you know, going up against another lefty. So I I, I think Whit Merrifield is actually a pretty nice cheaper option to go plug into your second baseman or outfielder slot, depending on your uh, platform. Was have We haven't seen as much from him when it comes to anything like RBIs related lately. Uh-huh. But at the same time, you want this guy to get a hit or two, then yes, he definitely has a good chance of crossing the plate, has in, what, two, two of his last five. But like you said, 295 versus lefties tonight. And I told you I wanted some of these Blue Jays bats. Guerrero, who's hot, like I mentioned, Merrifield right there against lefties. I'm totally fine with that at 4,500. Yeah, very much so. All right, let's move on to a third baseman. Do you have anything here for a third baseman that you'd be interested in? Man, when it comes to, like, like I said, I mean, I want to try to go after some of these Houston-Boston bats, but at the same time, I'm probably going to go away from it and go after Manny Machado. Another guy who was at this point against Thompson, very good against lefties, and somebody else who's been hitting the ball in each of his last five games, RBIs in three of his last four, 5,200. I love that price point for him. He's hitting about a little under 250 for the year. So to see that stark difference in how well he's performed against lefties, let's lock him in right there at 5,200. I actually had Machado written down here as well, uh, hitting 327 against lefties, like you said, and just – this Padres team that is devoid of hitting, like look at the team as a whole the last week, 23rd in MLB, 219, 215 in the past two weeks. It's not good. They're not. You, know, you think the monsters from Space Jam came in and stole their talent with how they've been performing this year. It, it, it's terrible. And, you know, so you got to find the people that are doing well. And Manny Machado is that person. And it, you're getting a cheaper price on him because they're hitting so bad. Like he should probably be a little bit more than that. So I feel like you're getting a value in him. I, I 100% had Manny Machado written down instantly. What, what about somebody else who qualifies at not only third, but also second as well? Same team, Hassan Kim, who's also good against lefties too. Yep. Again, this is another situation like Merrifield. Unsure if we're going to get the RBIs. We just want to see this guy get some hits here, which absolutely is possible. So we can't expect a lot of pop from him, but tonight he does hit lefties better. So 
5,000, another cheap option tonight from San Diego. All right. We've come running short on time. Justin, I'm going to ask you, what's a value play? Who is your value play today? Could be in the outfield, could be anywhere. What is a, somebody that people have to lock into their lineups at price? Man, I, and I really want to go after Brian Reynolds tonight here. Another switch hitter here is up against Kansas City here. And I know he's facing Reagans tonight, but he's also been able to get on base in about, what, eight of his last 10 games, seven of his last nine. That's someone who's about 5,000. So before we go lower into that 4K range and 3Ks, if there's anyone from that Kansas City-Pittsburgh game that I like, not much to like about outside of Reagans. If you want to be contrarian on the pitching front, Brian Reynolds in the outfield at 5K, I'm cool with tonight. All right. And I am going to go with my – let's see here. Uh, it, you guys knew what I was doing. This is my guy. You're going for Nemo, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, my gosh. I'm not playing any Mets ever. <laughs> I don't care. Call me biased. I, you will never see me with a Mets lineup. I'm perfectly fine without that. But, yes, my guy Gavin Sheets, man. Hey. Dad's dad's recording a home run today, Gavin. Dad's they only gave you two at bats yesterday. You're gonna get a bigger workload today. Dad's recording a home run, Gavin. Make me proud. I, I need you. Make you bet Terrell, you better make me proud. I'm gonna be at the game tonight. And if you're essentially guaranteeing this, hey, you better deliver here. All right. Hey, here, hey, if he <laughs> if he gets it there, oh man. All right. He's at Fancy Sports. I'm at really real underscore underscore. Uh, we hope that you take this opportunity to get the qr code one more time get the fantasy sports logic contrarian optimizer and take that opportunity like again mlb nfl nba when we add more we're gonna have more like you're getting all of that in one optimizer so absolutely other than that i mean i don't really have a cool catchphrase like i don't have a cool way of signing out of the show i really don't have anything else to say nothing else to do no other way of ending sportstopia's fantasy fire and ice but like this we are out of here